Welcome to another episode of Challenge the Norm as we go into episode number two, the differences between Christianity and Islam. And today we're going to look at does the, is the Christian God or Yahweh Elohim, is he the same God as Allah? First of all, I need to, um, just as a means of introduction, really reiterate that Islam claims that Jesus was a Muslim, Adam was a Muslim, Moses was a Muslim, Abraham was a Muslim. But as we also realize that in order for you to become a Muslim, you must say the declaration of faith. And these biblical figures were there before Muhammad. So none of them did shahada. None of them did the declaration of faith to say that Allah is their God and Muhammad is the final messenger because Muhammad was born way after Jesus Christ during the 7th century and way before um, the religion of Islam was or was already was there, so they could not say shahada. So even in that um, ways and means, it's all already debunked that they could have been Muslim. So Islam claims that Yahweh Elohim and Allah is the same God or the deities, and today we will just delve into that. Let us just uh, have a word of prayer, Lord. I pray that you would awaken and touch the lives of people. Uh, that the truth will be revealed, O oh Lord. I'm, I know some people might be offended by what I'm going to say, but I pray that the truth will touch their hearts and change and transform them and bring them to a place of repentance so they can know you, the only true God, the living God, Christ Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So Islam claims that Yahweh Elohim and Allah is the same God or deity. We, we assume just because the Quran states that Allah is, Yahweh, is the Yahweh of the Bible, that both Jews and Christians are obligated to believe that this is true. Let's examine certain qualities based upon scripture. So um, the, the first point that I want to latch on to is the author of evil. So in the Christian Bible, God cannot be tempted by evil and neither tempts anyone with evil. Evil is many a times misunderstood in the Bible. Um, uh, understood in the Bible as immorality and sin, according to James one verse thirteen and also Isaiah five verse four to seven. We can also look at Habakkuk one verse thirteen. So when we look at uh, remember these sources that I'm pulling from, it is not sources that, that that I have concocted. These are Islamic sources that I'm pulling from. Some from the Quran, some from the Hadith. So what I try to ex what I forget to explain to you yesterday is that. Um, the, the Islam uses the Quran, which is the sacred text, but then they also use the Sunnah and the Hadith, which is the sayings of the Prophet and the customs and traditions and the doings of, the, of, of their Prophet, what they claim to be their Prophet. Uh, so Surah 4, which is chapter 4, Ayat 142 says, Verily the hypocrites seek to deceive Allah, but it is He who deceives them. Sure, already, it starts already. Um, Yahweh Elohim cannot be tempted by evil and he neither does he tempt, but yet says that Allah is the one who deceives. Let's go to Surah 3 verse Ayat 54. And the unbelievers schemed and planned and Allah also schemed. He is the best of schemers. So scheme in Arabic is called makara, which means one who deceives others. So in the Islamic tradition, it's depicted in uh, Abu Khari, which, which is reported that Allah's apostle saying, Verily Allah has fixed the very portion of adultery which a man will indulge in and which he of necessity must commit, or there will be no escape from it. So even in Abu Khari and Shaheen Muslim um, 6425 and 6422 and 6421, Allah causes adultery, which is horrendous. He causes adultery and he wants men to be in an adultery or it will consume them. 
Um, so already we can see in, in Jeremiah 20 verse 7, um, and, and some Muslims will go into defense and say, no, but your God also deceived Jeremiah. But let's look at the root word here. The Bible says in Jeremiah 20 verse 7, O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. So look at the context here. Jeremiah wanted to give up ministry. So when we look at this root word in the Hebrews called pathath, meaning, meaning um, to induce, to persuade. So, so God cannot be tempted by evil, neither can he tempt someone with evil. So God persuaded Jeremiah to continue in ministry um, while Jeremiah felt very down and did not want to be in, 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 in ministry. So there is persuasion, not deception not um, makara, the one who deceives, but more per persuading him to stay in ministry. So whenever Islam or Muslims will say that to you, um, we look at the root word and we look at the context of the scriptures. So, so Allah is also the author of uh, ab uh, abro uh, abrogation, meaning that he says one thing when he cancels it. Um, so when you look at Surah 2, Ayat 106, it says, Allah reveals a verse only to take it and to cancel it out some other shorter time. So Ayat, um, Surah 2 verse Ayat 106 says, none of the revelations do we abrogate, we substitute something better or similar. Surah 16 Ayat 101, when we substitute one revelation for one another and Allah knows best what it reveals in stages. This, this seems like a very inconsistent entity. One day he says this, other day he says that. Then he changes there, then he reveals it in stages. Then he says the stand. So Malachi 3 verse 6 says, For I am Yahweh, I do not change. James 1 verse 17 says, God is consistent, is constant, shundle, and does not change like shifting shadows. Let's, let's look at uh, what I'm doing. I'm just giving you highlights here. Um, to go into the depths of this will take us ages. To, so I'm just giving you highlights and do research on your own. Go and look at these texts that I've highlighted, what is written in the surahs. You know, look at it up if, if you want to look it up. But but the main text that we, we're using is the Bible because the Bible is the truth. We'll get to the Quran. We'll get to the next episode will actually be, is Muhammad really a prophet? We'll get there. So the hadith of Darussalam, uh, Darussalam, uh, Allah appears as a pale man. So you can even look at it in the Hadith 237 of Abdurrahman ben Ish. Allah is represented as a young, curly, beardless boy with two hands, very cold hands, three eyes and a foot. But when we look at that, look at that picture, two right hands, three eyes, one foot, cold hands, right? Beardless, white, pale in complexion, curly-haired boy, right? Look at the picture of Revelation 1 verse 13 to 16. Jesus Christ appears on the scene, hair as white as wool, eyes as flame of fire, feet like brass, dressed in white, out of his mouth a sharp sword. And when you put those two pictures together, you can already see there's a stark difference between the two. So also uh, this next thing that is depicted in the Quran is a little bit explicit. So um, forgive me for this. Um, but I just need to reiterate to you. There's others that I wanted to read to you, but they are more explicit, so I refuse to read that. So listen to what uh, Allah is also the creator of carnal pleasures. Look at this, read this. Surah 78, Ayat 31 to 34. Those who fear Allah is a blissful abode, and he will give them young girls with swelling breasts. Oh, this is this is bad. This is bad, and then we we, we say this is the same God that we are serving. This is the same God that we are serving.
but already now he's creating carnal pleasures like this. Let's look at Allah and oaths. So Hebrews 6 verse 13 says, Yahweh swears by himself. Isaiah 45 verse 23 says, I have sworn by myself, my word gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return to me that at it every knee shall bow. Now, Yahweh Elohim swears by himself because he's great in himself. Um, he's self-sufficient. Um, Allah in Surah 36 Ayah 2, he swears by the Quran. Um, he swears by constellations in the sky according to Surah 86 Ayat 1, Surah 74 Ayat 32 and 34. He swears by the pen, Surah 68 Ayat 1. He swears by a city, um, Ayat 90, uh, uh, Surah 90 Ayat 1. So, so he swears by anything and anything and anyhow. So there is already we can see this incompatibility that, that this is not the same God. Even in his character, in his, in his moral character, what he does, this is not the same. This is not Yahweh Elohim. Allah is not triune. Let me read you this. Let me read you this. 1 John 2 verse 22. He who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. He Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Um, let's go to one, 1 Peter. Let's go to 1 Peter 1 verse 2. 1 Peter 1 verse 2. Right. Let's go there. Um, that's verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrim and dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia. Let according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit, there we go, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. We can see the triune nature is there. We can understand it and we, we can see that it, it is right there. Go to Titus chapter 2 verse 13. It says, verse 12, verse 1, verse 11. Let's go to Titus 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation is appeared unto all men. Teaching us that denying our godliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. It is clear. His God. Um, Titus 1, verse 1 and 2. Paul, a bondservant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, which cannot lie, promised before time. Verse 3, but as in due time manifested his word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandments of God, our Savior. This is, this is very interesting when we read this. Um, the, the Quran says that Allah cannot have a son, Allah does not beget, nor is begotten, according to Surah Hundred and twelve ayat one to four. So so he's not a father, he does not beget, you know. But on the other side, according to 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 the ministry of Hajj and 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 also the, the certain text, um Allah has got daughters, Alat, Al Usa, and Manat. These are called the daughters of Allah, the idols of the Kaaba. So, so, so in conclusion, uh, I, would, I, would, I would leave it at, at, at this. 
the, the, the one reason also in conclusion why Allah cannot be Yahweh Elohim, they are not the same, is that according to the ministry of Hajj, when you go on their website, and, and you, you typed in, did Muhammad cleanse the Kaaba? So the Kaaba is the place that they go to, to do their pilgrimage and they circle around it, you know. We don't have to do that. Our, our God is not geographically bound. He is omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all-seeing. Muhammad repeatedly cleansed the Kaaba of idols. He, he cleansed the Kaaba of idols after his victory when he came into Mecca. So... If he cleaned the Kaaba of idols, why couldn't Allah do it if he's all-powerful? Why did he need to have Muhammad's help to cleanse that black meteorite stone from other gods that were there as well? Um, is this the same Yahweh Elohim that was um, destroying the false gods of Egypt with plagues when, when he destroyed the crops and he attacked Baal when he... Uh, uh, destroyed or put the sun in darkness where he destroyed Ra worship, where they worshiped the sun. So, so Yahweh Elohim displayed his power in the time of Moses against this false worship and this false ideologies. Uh, uh, another thing that, Yahweh, that Allah is not, Allah is not omnipresent according to, to some traditions in Islam. They believe the devil is more omnipresent than, than, than Allah. I'm going to explain to you now. The Muslims have got a ablution ritual in the mornings where they, they snuck in water through their nose and, and they clean out their nose. The reason why they do that ablution is because they believe at night the devil enters into their nose and into their nostrils. So I'm asking myself, if the devil enters into their nostrils during the night, like over this whole world, it means that he is like replicated and duplicated in such a way. And we know that the devil is not omnipresent. He cannot be at all places at the same time. He is bound even by that. But our God is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. He knows everything. He can see everything. He's got all power. He's got all might. He's everywhere. He's even waiting in the future for us, waiting for us, for the bride to be prepared to come and meet him. And that's how powerful our God is. He's not subjected to time and location and languages and even Allah. He is bound by this Arabic language. Our God is not bound by language. On the day of Pentecost, when the, the Holy Spirit came upon the people, they heard people praising God in their own languages, you know. And that's what I want to reiterate today, that the God of Islam and Yahweh Elohim, the God of the Bible, they are not the same. I've presented the evidence to you by God's grace. Share it with others. Share it with your Muslim friends. And engage around this. And I pray that the Lord will touch you through this. Join me for another episode. Episode 3 will be hot. Because it will ask the pertinent question. Is Muhammad really a prophet?